All right, if you want to open up your Bibles, we're starting Colossians. We're starting the theme scripture. All right, so we're going to go to Colossians 3. And the theme scripture we have this camp is Colossians 3, verse 24. And it says, uh, Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. So we're talking about service, this camp, as you know, and being a servant unto the Lord. Um, and... You know, I think just what I'm going to base my talk on this morning. Um, you know, they're important. They're important traits that um, we need to be a good servant in the Lord. Um, we want to please the Lord, and we want to, like it says here, um, you know, reap that reward of the inheritance. We want to make it to the last day as well. Um, so, you know, I think there's a few important key traits and things that we can really take hold of in the Lord that make us good servants. Um, so I've kind of combined a few of talks I've given in the past, but um, we're going to link these all together. So just a few traits. We're just going to talk about the things that are important to keep ourselves good servants. So let's. the first one I've got here is um, obedience. Um, I think the most basic reason why we serve, and it's, it's because it's what, it's what God wants, um, you know, no matter the situation or the circumstance, we obey the Lord. We do what he says. We accept he's the boss. Um, and I guess this extends also to the church and to the oversight, that kind of thing, and um, obeying the rules and um, accepting advice. And, um, you know, sometimes I think in our walks it doesn't seem apparent, um, you know, why um, things happen or why things are going on and we, we don't understand the reasoning behind it, but, you know, we obey the Lord's um, instructions regardless. And I think that <clears throat> that just overall principle of obedience, it just, it just teaches you to, you know, respect authority and it teaches you to follow instructions. And um, I think it just reminds me of, like, when I was young and, you know, a parent, a, the classic... The way your parents get you, it's classic. It's they say, you say, oh, why do I have to do that? And they might not have a reason, but they say, oh, because I said so. And you're like, that's that's not a reason. And you're like, oh, it's because I said so. And it's just that principle of it doesn't really matter what's going on around. It's it's about they've asked you to do something, you do it, you follow that instruction. And I think it's just the most basic reason why we serve the Lord. Just starting off, it's the most basic reason is because we want to be obedient unto the Lord. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's just, it's, I just can think, I've just laughed just because it happened so many times when I was young, you know, like I've done my even share of jobs. My parents like, oh, just go do that extra bin out there. And it's like, I've done the exact same amount as someone else. They're like, oh, just do it. And then, you know, you keep arguing and then they pull out that card because I said so. And it's, it's pretty cheap, but it works. Um, but we want to be moldable. You know, we don't want to work against the Lord. Um, we want to be flexible. We want to be, like I said, moldable and teachable and go with um, what the Lord wants. And if we're working against him, we're only going to find ourselves, you know, we're only going to get ourselves into trouble, really, and find ourselves in sticky situations if we don't listen and we disobey. Um, and I guess, like as a kid, you know, you learn pretty quick as well. When you're disobedient, you you get a smack. Um, you know, it doesn't really turn out the right way. I remember 
this one time. We were driving home from Perth back to Pinjarra and um, it was all eight of us in the car at the time. It might have been from camp, actually. Um, and me and, like, if you were the youngest, you ended up at the back. It was kind of like the order. And I was right at the back and I was teasing Tess about this boy she liked. And, um, and then she's, you know, piped up from the back. Oh, Dad, George is teasing me about Corey James, this guy. And um, this, is, this is like many years ago, so it's fine. It's like 15 years ago or something, so. And then um, Dad's like, you know, George, cut it out, otherwise I'll give you a smack. I was like, we're driving home from Perth. Like, surely he'll just forget by the time we get home. So, like, we keep driving and I'm like, Corey James, yes, ah, you know, getting it all in her face. She's like, Dad, he's doing it again. And then, like, the brakes, he hits the brakes, goes, stops, gets out of the car, rips me over the back seat. We're on the side of the highway. He pulls down the pants, bam. And, yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen, but I learned, I learned not to do that again. Um, but, you know, it's important to be... Let's get back on track here. Um, it's important to be <laughs> obedient um, as a part of our service to the Lord. And um, the principle is that you're going to reap the reward if you do, if you just remain diligent and be obedient. So let's, let's read a scripture. Let's go to Genesis 22. Genesis chapter 22. And <clears throat> this is the story of Abraham. So we're going to do a little bit of reading. We're going to start it off in verse 1 of Genesis chapter 22. And it said, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, who thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Verse 6, And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spoke unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And verse 10, And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold him, a ram caught in a thicket by his thorns. And Abraham went to and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. So we'll just finish that there. Um, And I just like this story because sometimes I think in our own walks, like Abraham here, we get put to the test. The Lord throws stuff at us and he's just going to see if we're going to obey him, if we're going to do things his way still, or if we're going to fall back into our own way. Are we going to choose God or are we going to choose the flesh? 
Um, and it's so hard, I think, in a natural life to just like ignore that voice in your head and ignore that natural instinct to try and fix things yourself and kind of give up on what you think is best. But God is always ready to bless and you know, waiting, sometimes he's just waiting to see how, much you, how far you're willing to go or how much you're willing to give up to follow him, to obey him. And I really like in this story that a lot of the time when Abraham's addressed, he just says, here am I. Just, it's just simple, here am I. It's kind of just his attitude like, yes, I'm ready. Here am I, what do you need me to do? Um, and like Abraham, you know, there may be no reason for why something has happened, why... Um, a certain situation is, is going on in your life, but if we're diligent and if we're obedient, you're guaranteed the blessing at the end. And like here, Abraham obviously um, was provided the ram. Um, but sometimes it's just good to know that you know God's just testing you to see what you're going to do. But it's really important that we continue to just do as he says and obey him. Um, let's go to another scripture. Just quickly, I threw this one in there, Matthew 21. Matthew 21. So if you're, if you're keeping track of the time this morning, by the way, and you're thinking, oh, he's going too long, it's just me, so it's fine. You can relax. All right, Matthew 21. Um, <clears throat> Matthew 21, verse, just a few verses here. Uh, oh, yeah, Matthew 21 and verse 28. He said, uh, a certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whether of the two twain did the will of his father, they said unto him, The first. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. I just thought I'd throw this in there. It's a bit of an interesting um, little story about <clears throat> how um, there's two sons and um, they're both asked to do a particular task. And one says he will, but doesn't. And one said he doesn't, but he will. Um, and it just, it just made me think that, um, you know, we spend we have like three meetings a week and we have all this encouragement and we have all this, um, we have so much to support us in the Lord, but there's a lot of time that we have to be on our own in the world. There's a lot of time where we're not being seen by other people. Um, I think Dennis touched on a bit on this earlier in the week. Um, and I just think it's really up to us to make sure that we're in check with the Lord. You know, if you're just obeying someone who's been, put in the church obviously that's great but it's the Lord that really is at the head of everything so um, just that comparison made me think that um, that um, you know we have to really follow up on what God instructs of us um, we don't just I guess like talk the talk like it this one of the, the sons does he says yeah I'll do it and then doesn't eventually but we've got to walk the walk we've got to follow up and what we say, we've got to attend the meetings, but also during the week when we're on our own, we've got to be really diligent and obedient to the Lord. Um, and it's the first son that gets blessed. Um, we can't fool God. Um, he's, he, knows, he knows all. Um, and we have to obey him all the time. And 
You know, there's that scripture in Romans 12 that says we have to present our bodies a living sacrifice. It's, it's constant. It's always ongoing. Um, it's not just when it suits us, but it, it's, it, like I said, it's ongoing. And I guess we take it back to the day when we're baptised and filled with the Holy Spirit, you know. When we go under the water and we come up, you know, we bury that old life. Um, we put away um, the old life, the old, the old man, and um, I guess the thoughts go with that, the worldly thoughts, the worldly desires, maybe like the worldly hobbies, I don't know. Um, but it's just a symbol that we're completely subject to him. Um, so that's the next, this is the next trait we're going to talk about, and it's about sacrifice. Um, how it's important to be able to sacrifice in the Lord to be a good servant. So let's go to Romans, sorry, not Romans, let's go to John 12. So John chapter 12, in verse 24, just one verse here. John 12, 24, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it biteth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Um, and... This scripture, I think, obviously refers to Jesus' sacrifice, that in order for us to get the comforter, he had to die first, in the first place. He had to go into the ground, um, that he may be um, raised up again and we may have the Holy Spirit. Um, but it's also talking about something else, and I think it, it refers to an attitude that, that we can have. And um, I guess I relate this to when I read this, um, I guess if we're like holding on to things, um, maybe, I'm not sure what it is. We're just holding on to things and we're not handing them over to the Lord. Um, or maybe it's something we're not willing to do or not something we're completely willing to give up. You know, the Lord can't, can't bless us. It says here that, um, you know, a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. So for kind of just... We, we let it go, but we don't completely bury it and just give it over to the Lord. That fruit can't come up, can't benefit from that. But if we truly let matters go, we let them die, as it were, bury them in the dirt, you know, you're going to see miracles and you're going to see answers to prayer. Um, but that's just the hard part. You kind of just have to be willing to let go of it. Um, but the principle is that if you are, there's so much you can gain if you were just willing to just follow the Lord and just do things his way. Um, I guess I, I can relate to this with um, with work and that kind of thing. You know, there's been times when I've been really fixated on a particular job I want and I'm kind of like, I'll pray for everything else, but I'm like, I'm going to hold this one thing and I'm going to do this my way, but I'll give everything else to the Lord. I'm going to just, this is my baby. I don't, I like, I have to do this my way. And then... Um, you know, nothing happens obviously for a few months and time goes by and then I think, oh, all right, Lord, I'm going to just take hands off the wheel and let you sort it out. And instantly it just, it's just so obvious, but instantly it gets resolved. Um, and that's just the principle that if we're willing to let go of things and rid ourselves of things that are stressing us out or problems or whatever it may be, the Lord is going to fix that. It's not you're not doing any good by holding on to it. Um, so one, how good is it that we can have someone just to give our burdens over to?
but and that we don't have to worry about them anymore, but two, that we're going to get the reward if we're willing to do that, if we're willing to let go. Um, let's go to John 11. So we're still talking about sacrifice here. John chapter 11. Um, all right, yeah, John chapter 11. Maybe I won't read the whole thing because I'm sure you've all read this before. Um, so this is a story of Lazarus, and um, let's just see where we can pick it up. Um, so Jesus finds out that um, Lazarus is, is dying, and he's sick, um, and instead of you know going straight there, he waits a couple of days um, to solve the problem. Anyway, let's just pick it up in... Verse 14, um, then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent you may believe, and nevertheless let us go unto him. Um, then said Thomas, which is called uh, Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may um, die with him. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had laid in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then verse 20, Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Verse 21, Then said Martha, Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. And I just, this has probably become my favorite, absolute favorite verse in the Bible. And it's so awesome because, you know, Martha, the, the sister of Lazarus, this person who's just died, you know, she would have been completely distraught, um, completely distressed and confused why the Lord isn't, is just taking his time and not really coming to their aid and doesn't really have much interest in coming to heal Lazarus. Um, and you can see that in verse 21, he says that, uh, she says, Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not had died. So she's, she's just questioning Jesus, saying, you know, what's going on? What are you doing? You're so late. Um, it's done. He's dead. It's... But then this is the greatest part of it. Verse 22 but I know even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask God, God will give it thee. And I just think it's so good because, you know, she kind of lets go of all that emotion. She lets go of all of what she thinks should take place. And we definitely can, you know, when trials are going on, it's like, okay, the Lord's going to come through at this time. And it's going to be all hunky-dory. Um, but sometimes it doesn't work out like that. And, but it's so good. She just lets go of that and she says, even though this is at the toughest time in the trial, even that the worst, what we didn't want to happen has happened, he's died, whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it thee. And she acknowledges that Jesus can still work a miracle. Um, and I think that's just such good encouragement for us that even at you know, the darkest times in our trials, even if you're past your breaking point in your trial, the Lord can still turn it around. 
there isn't a point when the Lord can't fix what's already happened. Um, we just have to be willing to, to let go and still accept that the, and let the Lord take control, sacrifice what we think and just obey. Um, and I think, you know, serving the Lord means, means sacrifice and means obedience, even when it's hard, even when it's inconvenient and even when tough things are going on. But you're in for the biggest blessing if you do these things, if you're willing to sacrifice. All right, let's move over to James chapter 4. We're going to talk about humility now, which is, I think, it's another trait, which is great for being a servant in the Lord. Is humility. So James chapter 4, James chapter 4 verse 10. We're just going to shoot through a few little short verses here. James chapter 4 verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Simple. Um, 1 Peter 5. It's quickly over the page. 1 Peter 5 verse 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty heart of God, that he may exalt you in due, pardon me, in due time. And, you know, we know that this is the, this is the attitude that God blesses. Um, not a selfish one, but thinking on the things of others. Um, how can we help one another? How can we provoke one another? How can we help out in the church? Um, and it doesn't make any sense that, you know, if you're lowering yourself that you get prospered, but in the Lord, that's what's going to happen. If you're willing to lower yourself, he's going to lift you up. It says he gives grace to the humble. Um, I think it's so good. Um, We will, let's go over to Proverbs. Chapter 15, Proverbs 15, Proverbs 15, and let's go down to... Verse 31, Proverbs 15:31. The ear that heareth the reproof of life abideth among the wise. He that refuseth instruction despises his own soul, but he that heareth reproof getteth understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honour is humility. And I guess like I was saying before, God wants us to be moldable, and um, sometimes we need a bit of correction and slap on the wrist. You know, it's a good thing. Um, and it's saying here, you know, if you don't take that kind of thing well, it's a bit dangerous. It says there in verse 32, he that refuses instruction despises his own soul. Um, but he that heareth reproof us understanding. And um, then it goes on, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And this is a bit I want to focus on. And before honour is humility. Before honour is humility. And, um, you know, if you want to, I guess it makes me think that, like, if you want to learn and if you want to grow in a particular field, like if you're studying or um, you have a trade, um, you know, you take on guidance from someone else when, when you want to learn. Um, you, take, accept, you accept advice from like a teacher or um, a mentor or that kind of thing. You know, it's someone there to tell you when you're wrong, to, you know. Um, and it's saying, you know, like, but we've got to kind of lower ourselves into that position and be the student, as it were. And I guess it makes me think of Jesus as well, you know, like when he was um, in his prime and preaching the word and that kind of thing, you know, he, he wasn't, um, 
I guess, like he wasn't of high estate. Like he would probably just look like the average person on the street. Um, um, he wasn't like in the synagogues and with like fancy clothes and with anything. He was just among the people. And I think that's probably something that would have stood out to people. Like he's just a commoner, um, but yet he was the son of God and yet he was performing all these mighty miracles. Um, and like we sung in that chorus that Karamati chose, you know, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. If you want to be great, if you want the Lord to lift you up, serve one another. Um, be a servant. Um, and I think it's the same, you know, like if, if you want to be happy in the Lord, serving's great as well. Um, so I guess just in summary, the three, three important things about you know, being a servant in the Lord um, is about obedience, it's about sacrifice, and it's about humility. And um, I think those three things are important to be able to serve in the Lord. And um, just to finish, you know, Jesus, um, it's, it talks about in the Scriptures, is, is a debtor to no man. He doesn't owe anyone anything at any time. If you serve him, he's going to reward you. He doesn't owe anyone. If he says he's going to do it, he's promised if you're willing just to give up a little bit and serve each other, serve one another, you're going to be happy and you're going to, get, you're going to inherit that reward of eternal life. And all the people said, Amen. Amen.